Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to our midweek Bible study called Morning Glory. Today we are in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 14. Let's drop down to verse 35 and jump into the Word of God today. We want to talk about how your spirit is willing to pray. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we go into your Word today that your Word would find entrance into our hearts. Yes, O oh God, that we can hear it, study it, but also apply it to our lives. Father, we thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation operating right now so that we have understanding of your word and we are applying it. We thank you for your grace. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. My friends, the wisdom of God is all over you. Hallelujah. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. Glory to God. We thank God for the spirit of wisdom. We celebrate the Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom. Praise God. Verse 35 of Mark 14 says, He went a little farther and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. He fell on the ground. It's almost like, like he collapsed. He was under so much pressure and so much weight because of what he was about to face that he just, just collapsed to the ground. He fell on the ground. Amazing. Verse 36, And he, Jesus, said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. This is one that Jesus is going to have to go through. God has many options. There can be other avenues, other ways to do certain things. But on this one, really, there's only one solution to the situation, and that's for the Lord Jesus Christ to go all the way to Calvary and to be crucified there and very importantly, it's not just a crucifixion. Many, many people were crucified. It was the crucifixion, however, of an innocent, sinless man. The only sinless man who ever lived, Jesus of Nazareth. And laying that life down, he became sin for us. He did not become a sinner. He became sin for us. He took our sin <clears throat> upon himself. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So he paid the price of our sins, really for the sins of the whole world, past, present, those that will live ahead, because anybody that puts their faith and trust in Christ receives forgiveness of sins, and you're born again on the inside. Woo, thank God for what Jesus did, that he was willing to drink the cup and to do what nobody else could do, not what any other man could do, not what any angel could do, no archangel could do it, no seraphim, no cherubim, nobody else could do what he did. Thank God that he did it. And there really wasn't any other way. Not on this one, praise God. And he really, as we would say, stepped up to the plate and did it. Praise God. Verse 37, Then he came and found them sleeping, and said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Well, we know the outcome of the story. We know how the Lord 
does fulfill his assignment, does go to the cross, is crucified, is buried in a rich man's tomb, is raised from the dead three days later, ascended to heaven to be seated at the right hand of God the Father. But at this moment, he's still on the other side of the cross. He has not yet gone to it. He's going to, but he's still in the mix. It's, it's all about to go down, and he could really use some backup in prayer. So he comes uh, to the three disciples primarily. They're, they're there, and uh, the others are there. He's got some close, got some a little uh, further away. Uh, they're praying, or at least they're supposed to be praying. And he comes up on them, and he sees Simon asleep. And he says, could you not watch one hour? Well, the word watch, those, those of you that are read through the Gospels, and you also see it laid out in the Old Testament Scriptures, the word watch really is reference to prayer. But remember, watching, or if you're on post, you're the night guard, you know, it's not like you could just show up and, you know, doze off and like you still get the job done. The whole thing about a person that shows up on a night watch, whatever your watch is, is really you have to be alert because if an invader, uh, you know, or somebody tries to sneak up and do harm, if you're asleep, you're not going to be able to stop them. Really, in your prayer time, you do need to give God your very best in your prayer time. Because, you know, I know some Christians, they, they go to pray, but they're, they're so tired that they can't even focus. And really, that's something that you need to work on, because I know if I'm really wiped out and, you know, can't, can't even really stay focused to pray, you know, really in, in situations like that, it's probably just better to go back to sleep, go back to sleep. So I would say, you know, look at that. It's kind of like a football game. If you lose a game, go back, watch the tape, find out why the other team beat you. Find out what, was, what you did wrong, what they did right, and fix it so that next time you can win. If you're so fatigued during prayer, you have to go back later and ask yourself, why was I so tired? Did I stay up too late the night before doing stuff that really wasn't important? And I stayed up so late that when I tried to get up to pray, I was just, you know, physically exhausted, and I couldn't, I couldn't respond. Well, maybe you did get up, maybe you were actually there, but you were just so um, out of it, you really weren't watching. You were dozing off, kind of like half in, half out, and, you know, that's not going to pass for a night watchman, especially if there is the potential for a, a night attack. You really want people on their alert, on the spot, and watching, praise God. So in prayer, you know, we're, we're not really like looking for an enemy. Prayer is fellowship with God. But in that time of fellowship, in that time of prayer, really you need to be alert. If you're, if you're going to be tired, be tired on something else. Don't be tired on your prayer time. I know that's a real challenge. And I want to talk about that today because this is something that we want to make right. Simon, are you still sleeping? Uh, I, I hope not, but but some people could replace the name Simon with their name. 
uh, you know, brother, are you still sleeping? Well, it, yeah, it seems to be a little bit of a struggle that I have. <laughs> I'm dozing off during prayer time. I don't really seem to doze off on anything else. I've never dozed off on a football game and have not even dozed off on, you know, Discovery Channel or ESPN. But somehow when I start to pray, I have this dozing off situation that seems to hit me. Well, we want to deal with that. Could you not watch one hour or, or watch, of course, referring to prayer? Could you not pray one hour? So I believe also from this statement that the Lord made, really when, he, when you pray, you, you should want to go for an hour. I, I know if your faith is not there for that, although you may see it in Scripture, and, and you know you're still young in the Lord, well at least go for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, build up. But really you want to go for an hour. That's because Jesus said that. And He said it in a, in a context almost like, could you not at least have done this much? I, you know, in other words, I'd appreciate it if you could do more. I could really use some prayer support right now. This is also for you guys, really would be a good time for you guys to be praying also. You have no clue about what's about to happen within a very short time, time period. Praise God. Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The Spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Okay, the Spirit is willing. This is not referring to the Holy Spirit, although the Holy Spirit, of course, is always willing to aid any believer in prayer. But this is not referring to the Holy Spirit. This is referring to you because you are a spirit. You have a soul. And of course, you live in a physical body. So your spirit, your inner man, or ladies, your inner woman, or if we want to be a little more exact, your inner being, your inner being is, is you as a spirit, okay? So your spirit is like, and it's not, but it's kind of like it's bionic, you know, it's like ready to go at any time. Your spirit, if it could have its way, could just live off of God, you know, could just pray and be in the Word and, you know, uh, be in meetings and just gobbling up the Word all the time. That, that's the way your spirit is. Your spirit is very hungry for God, but your spirit has to contest with your flesh. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now, because of this diametrically opposed situation that we have, we need to make sure that the flesh is not gaining the upper hand. Remember, the Apostle Paul said, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, that God wants you to be sanctified, set apart and holy, blameless, spirit, soul, body. Spirit, soul, body. Your spirit wants God 100%, but your body, the flesh nature of your body, please hear me today, it will never, ever want to pray. So what are you going to do about that? Are you going to let your flesh govern your life? No, you don't want to do that. You want, you want to have divine order, spirit, soul, body. You don't want to have it flipped. If you have it flip-flopped, your prayer life will take a nosedive, and it will never recover until you flip it. Because most people have it, they have it body, soul, spirit. You'll even hear them quote that verse completely opposite of what it says. Why? That's their mindset. Body, soul, spirit. And if you, if you put the flesh first, you reverse that scripture. But if you get it right, spirit, soul, body, you become a person who is spirit dominant. What does that mean? It means you, 
the real you, not just your not just your outer body. I'm talking the real you. Okay, and you have a you have an inner man. Ladies, you have an inner lady. Okay, ladies, you don't have an inner man. Ladies have an inner lady. Men have an inner man. Uh, it's the inner being. It's it's who you really are. You want your spirit. You want the real you to be dominant. When you were saved, when you were born again, did you notice your flesh? wasn't born again. I mean, Nicodemus talking to Jesus, uh, uh, Jesus, what do you mean uh, born again? Do I have to like go back into my mother's womb somehow? I mean, uh, you, you're talking dense here. No, Nicodemus, it doesn't work like that. Okay. Okay, my friend. So when you're born again, your body's not born again. If you had, uh, you know, let's say it like this. If you got saved at the age of 30, uh, 38, uh, you you know you're still 38 years old. Okay, you, your body you look at it still the same. Your body didn't get aboard again. What did your spirit? Your spirit passed from death to life. Your spirit previously was spiritually dead, tied into the kingdom of darkness, governed and ruled over by the leader of that darkness, Satan himself. That's who you used to belong to. When you were born again, you were transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son. Colossians chapter 1, you can find that laid out quite clearly there. So, my friends, you're born again on the inside. So, you want to be dominant with your spirit. Your spirit always wants to walk with God, pray and rejoice and, and, and sing songs and worship the Lord. But your flesh... And in the context of what we're talking about today, your flesh is never going to want to pray. It's just not going to want to do that. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh will say, I need some sleep. Uh, your flesh will say, I need a little more sleep. And your flesh will say, well, I probably should have a little even extra more sleep because I just need it. Your flesh will demand food. And look, look, you need sleep. NASA has a challenge with how to get the astronauts to sleep you put them in these isolated, confined environments for, you know, over a year, long periods of time, uh, as they've, they've already get, gotten these small elite teams away and isolated to prep them for long-term space, tra uh, space travel, box them into a little bitty area, you know, six or seven people, and can totally isolate them from the outside world in this little cubicle, you know, for, you know, 500, 500 plus days. And they all, it doesn't matter what experiment is being done on them, they all run into the same problem. They, they lose orientation of sleep. Because when you're, when you're in space, you don't have that same sensation of the sun coming up, sun going down, and all the things that give natural cues to your brain to release, um, what's that wonderful um, uh, hormone? I, I can't remember what it's called, melatonin, uh, that allows your body to begin to get relaxed and to fall asleep. Well, all of that's disrupted. Now your brain's not releasing the hormone. You're out in space. You don't know what time it is, and uh, you know, your body clock's thrown in the chaos, and so they run into a real problem. They, they can't get proper sleep. They can't get proper sleep. So they're going to have to get that figured out. I'm sure there's some way they can find a solution to that. Praise the Lord. But my friends, um, the Lord can help you with sleep. I want to talk about some motivation of why you shouldn't let your flesh rule over you, why you should go with your spirit, because your spirit uh, can be really, really strong in God. And when you are in that place, your flesh your flesh can do things really sometimes would almost be like uh, superhuman level. And uh, 
really what it is is grace, and I want to talk about that today. Um, Jesus says, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So if you let the flesh lead, if you let, if you let the flesh govern your, your devotional life, you're not really going to have a devotional life because your flesh will never, ever want to pray. You need to face that reality. If you're waiting for a flesh moment where your flesh just says, now let's pray, it is, let's pray. It's never, ever going to happen. So you're going to have to pray whether your flesh wants to or not. You're just going to have to go for it, and you have to tell your body who's in charge. It's you, your spirit. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Again, he went away and prayed and spoke the same words. And when he returned, he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy, and they did not know what to answer him. Lord, hallelujah. May that, may that not be an encounter that we have to have with the Lord when we stand before him on that day, where we just can't really even explain, Lord, I don't know why I just fell asleep. I, I don't really know why I never really had much of a prayer time. I, I just I can't explain it. We don't want to have that talk with the Lord on that day. Praise the Lord. Then he came the third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Praise the Lord. I want to give you some reasons why you should live out of your spirit and pray instead of letting your flesh dictate how your spirit life is going to be. Because if your flesh dictates it, um, it's, you're never going to really get airborne spiritually. You're going to be grounded all the time. And the, um, that's not what you want to be. And I know you don't want to be that. You want to be a spiritual person. You want to be obedient to the Scriptures, and you want to be a person of prayer. One of the reasons you want to follow your spirit is because of verse 42. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. What you have here is a situation where, guys, um, I can't help you anymore. Time's up. It's going on now. Ready or not, um, here we go. Here we go. It's, it's, it's the major thing is unfolding now, and nobody's ready. Nobody's ready except those who are prayed up. The one who's prayed up is Jesus. The others aren't ready. They're about to walk into the storm of their life. And they're completely unprepared for it. See, if you get behind, you're in a bad position. You never know what life is going to throw at you. And at this point, for these guys, you know, it's not like they could stop when this mob shows up with swords and clubs. I mean, come on, clubs? You're dealing with the Lamb of God here. Really? You need clubs? I mean, th this is crazy, crazy stuff. But you know what? This is this is not time where you know the apostles, the eleven that are still remaining, can just say, "You know what? We need a thirty-minute timeout." Okay, uh, Judas, we know you're about to betray the Lord, and uh, okay, we see the marching mob coming up here. You know, in a in a you know demonized mode. Okay, timeout. We want to have some prayer time. You can't you can't do that. It's coming hot and heavy, and it's ready or not. Here, here it all comes. And you don't ever want to be in a position like that. So don't let your flesh, you know, like pull the wool over your eyes and say, oh, it'll be okay, it'll be all right, you got it, you got what it takes. Not, not in stuff like this. No, no, not, not when stuff can happen in life where 
almost anything can happen. You know, no, you don't want to walk into a world like that. You don't want to do that. Okay, so the number one reason why you want to respond to your spirit and not to your flesh is because when it begins to, when life begins to happen, you can't get a time out and say, let's go pray. It doesn't work. It's, it goes full speed, and you don't get that option. Praise the Lord. Number one, excuse me, that's number one, is that it's going to come, and you, you won't be able to stop it, so you need to be ready. Praise God. Okay? Number two. The number, number two reason why you need to follow the hunger, the, the inspiration in your spirit, instead of just, you know, laying there asleep uh, like, you, you know, your flesh wants to do all the time, is because if you pray, you stay prayed up, then you will be able to avoid temptation. You're going to be able to avoid it. You'll actually see it. Many times you can sense it. It's almost like the, um, like the, the comic book character Spider-Man. Of course, now movie, you know, celebrity Spider-Man as well. But, you know, many, many years back when I was a kid, I read the comic book, uh, you know, series, the different Spider-Man comic books. But, you know, he had, Spider-Man had the sixth sense. He could sense when something like disastrous or bad or an accident was about to happen, and it put him on like high alert. Well, there's something about prayer where sometimes you just know it's coming. And knowing that, knowing that sometimes you can just go a different way. Sometimes you don't have to just go straight into it. Sometimes you're just like, well, you know, I'll just, um, I'll either stay in the harbor and I'll miss the storm completely, or I'll just go around it. Or if you're an airplane, let's go over it. You have, you have different options. And even if it comes up to you and it's presented to you, you're prayed up. And there's an element about prayer, which produces within the flesh nature, a crucifixion of it. So it might pop up, but you just respond from the perspective of Romans chapter 6, verse 6, I'm dead to it. Uh, verse uh, 11 of Romans chapter 6, I, I consider myself to be dead to that. And so you really have a realization of that with a prayerful life. When your spirit is dominant, you know that the flesh nature has been put to death. It has been nailed to the cross with Christ, and it's not going to be your boss anymore, and no longer does sin have dominion over you. Praise the Lord. So, Jesus said, could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. So, there's many temptations that just can be flat out avoided. Uh, emails you should never respond to. Phone calls you should never take. Um, bait that you should never reach for. Uh, it just, you know, you get prayed up, you get a sense like, don't, don't even mess with that. You know, that, that's, that's, a, they're trying to lure you into an argument. Don't even, don't even waste your time there. Uh, there's some people you can help. There's some people that really do want to know. There's others, they just want to argue. And it doesn't matter if Jesus came there and stood there and opened up the Bible and explained it to them. They'd argue with Jesus who, you know, who wrote the Word, who is the Word. So, you know, you, those things like that, like Jesus said with the, with the Pharisees, the religious leaders, He said, let the blind follow the blind. If, you, if the blind follows the blind, they're all going to just fall into a ditch. But there are blind people, even spiritually blind people, that, and some of them might even be saved, but they don't want to accept certain truths. It is what it is, and they're not going to change. So you, you just keep going on with the Lord, and don't get pulled into quarrels and uh, debates and stuff like that that become heated. And uh, don't do that. Just maintain your peace. Maintain your peace, and respond to your spirit. Go pray. 
and that way you will be able to avoid temptation. And the, the apostles bless their hearts, they're asleep, and they, they had no clue of this massive, uh, epic, global event. All of heaven's eyes are on this event, and uh, the, the evil powers of, for, of, of, of darkness have gathered from all over the world, and they're all in Jerusalem to watch this. And the Lord's closest apostles are sleeping. This is not. The, I mean, of all nights, of all, of all times, this is not a good time to be sleeping. We know that the human body needs sleep. We know that the human body needs food. But you've got to be led by the Holy Spirit. And if you need to be praying, you really need to be praying. God will somehow offset that lack of sleep. He'll somehow make that up to you. But you, if, if there's an anointing to pray, you really need to be praying. Praise the Lord. I endeavor to go to bed early because I try to get up very early to pray. But in the evening, if there's an anointing and the word is just alive, leaping off the page, or, my, or if I'm praying at night, I'll keep on going. Now, my mind will say, you're going to have to get up early, but I've learned the ways of the Spirit. If there's an anointing, I'll be okay in the morning. But if I'm just staying up at late, goofing off, and trying to get up, uh, no, I, I'll be hurting. So I, I want to try to go to sleep normally at a decent time. But if there's an anointing, no, I'll stay in that anointing, because that means there'll be grace. Even though I might not get much sleep, there'll be grace. These are things you learn. These are things you learn as you walk with the Lord. The Holy Spirit teaches you th these things of how to be pleasing to the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Spirit indeed is willing. Your inner being is willing. Your born-again, recreated Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Okay, so uh, Pastor Stephen give me some more, some more ammo to go with the Spirit instead of going with the flesh. Okay. All right. You want to get up and obey your Spirit to pray. Your Spirit's hungry for God. You want to get up because um, I tell you what, God talks. God, God speaks. For me, one of the most rewarding things of prayer is hearing the voice of God. It, it is, you know, it's really neat to get up and, uh, you know, you spend time with prayer. Uh, maybe you finish your prayer time. If you had, had a really good prayer time, maybe you go get something to eat for breakfast, and then God says something. And it really is an amazing thing. I, I, I got up the other morning, uh, this just two mornings ago, and the Holy Spirit said, tell brother so-and-so that it's time for he and his wife to now prepare for full-time ministry by going into Bible college. I said, Lord, I will do that. And so, um, uh, I tell you, when God says something like that, you can't make it up. You, it, it's just, it's phenomenal. When God speaks, it is the most amazing thing. And it helps people. It just, you know, uh, the Lord, for me, he, just, he speaks to me about my online church members. He speaks to me about my ministry partners. Maybe you're watching thinking, Pastor Stephen, call me, give me a word. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Be assured that if I do get something from the Lord, you will be hearing from me. Praise God. And also know that, you know, the Lord is increasing, uh, you know, our ministry partnership. And if I'm calling people all the time, I'm never going to even have time to pray. If I'm, if I'm calling everybody, trying to give everybody a word, I'm not even going to have time to study uh, the Scripture. So I just have to just pray for all of you. 
which is what I do, and then when the Holy Spirit gives me something specific for somebody, I can do that. But no, when I do that, it's genuine. I'm not just making stuff up. If, if, if I'm giving you some contact, uh, something is coming from headquarters. Praise God. Amen. But it is a wonderful thing. I absolutely love having the Lord talk to me. I love hearing from the Lord. And sometimes I, I literally hear His voice. Other times it is a strong impression, very, very strong, a, a very strong quickening of the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit will quicken me to email somebody or to, uh, you know, get in contact or do something that I need to do. He works that way very strongly with uh, also my wife with very strong quickenings in here, in the Spirit. You just know that you know this needs to be done. All of that coming out of a prayer life. But you know, if you let your flesh govern you, and you, you just, you're, you're not really praying, and your prayer life is just not, or, or you're trying to pray and you just falling asleep all the time in your prayer life, you're going to miss all of this. You're going to miss all of this. I, I have to be real with you. If you want, if you want really, really good results, you're going to have to put the real praying in. You're going to have to, you're going to have to really pray. And you're going to have to stay awake, and you're going to have to watch and just pray, and just, you know, uh, you know, give God your very, very best. You can't, can't just like float through it and, you know, your mind's drifting and wandering all over the place and you're checking emails and reading text messages and looking over your shoulder at the TV and stuff like that. You know, if you do stuff like that, that's just the flesh trying to, uh, you know, get the upper hand on what's supposed to be a spiritual moment with you and the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Spirit's very, very willing. Uh, the flesh wants music playing in the background, wants, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with maybe some instrumental Christian music or something like that, but it wants the news going in the background. It wants, it wants anything but prayer. So this is something that you just, you have to go with the Spirit, and you have to learn to put the flesh in its, pre, in its place. And you, and you do that, you're going to start getting that hotline opened up, that Jeremiah 33, verse 3, chapter 33, verse 3, call unto me. Now, see, that's the hotline to heaven. Call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things, things that you don't even know. I'll, I'll show you some amazing things. That's the, what the Lord will do. That's the heavenly hotline. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, we give you praise today. So there's that grace of hearing God's voice, great motivation to pray, get up, and to be very alert and focused in your prayer time. Thank you, Lord Jesus. When you do this also, when you really put your effort in, um, it's very refreshing. Now, you could be fatigued. Uh, there is a part of strong prayer that can create an appetite. Yes, it can. There's a lot of, um, uh, how can we say, mental exertion in prayer. And one of the biggest, how can I say this? One of the things that uses is that maybe even the most energy in your body is your brain. Your brain uses a tremendous amount of energy. And strong prayer like that after, you, after you're done praying, you may feel a little drained from the perspective of like, wow, that, whew, I, really, I really put some effort into that. But there's a you, feel, you feel so refreshed. You feel so refreshed and even there's a lift physically where you just keep on going. You keep on going. That's the Isaiah chapter 40. That's the inheritance of the eagle saint, the one who's praying, and you get that lift. You get refreshed. 
Glory to God. And you have these people going to the gym all the time. I'm not saying that's wrong. I think it's good to go to the gym or whatever. I don't like going to gyms, though. Uh, I think gyms today are just big flesh shows. Most people that go to the gym, you go to gyms today, it's just like, I don't, I don't know, it's almost like going to a nudist uh, event. Uh, you know, women with hardly any clothes on. I haven't been to a gym, I don't know, maybe maybe 24, 25 years now. I, I just, hardly anybody wears any clothes at the gym anymore. So I, I don't want to go there, and I don't want to get, you know, like just uh, heavy metal rock music pumped into my head. Why, why do they play that? Well, I, I know they're trying to, you know, work out and stuff like that, but I, I don't want to see all that junk, and I don't want to hear that junk. So if I, was, if I work out, I just do it on my own. I, I think people go to the gym, they feel like they need motivation. They need to get around others, and, uh, you know, maybe that helps them. That, that's fine. Not, not condemning it by any means, you know, to each his own. But, um, you know, you just have to, you have to rise up. You, the people go to the gym, but there is a strength that even touches you physically, where somehow you just have energy and you just keep on going. What is that? That's the Lord touching you and honoring you because of your walk with Him in prayer. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. May you, may you experience that. May you experience that grace that even affects your physical body. Yes, you'll still need sleep. Yes, you'll still need to eat. But I'm telling you, it's amazing what the Lord can do when you put Him first. When you put Him first. You'll discover that mounting up with wings as eagles, that even youths will go, they'll get tired and weary. Young people, the ones at the gym working out all the time, yet, yet you're still, you're praying and you just keep on going. It's amazing. Praise God. I also see longevity in your life. I believe you're going to live a long time. May you live till the Lord comes back. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Now, could you not watch one hour? The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Prayer. When you get up to pray, you get that deep satisfaction of knowing you've covered all of your bases, all of your needs in prayer. It's no fun to have all kinds of burdens on your heart, all kinds of things on your mind that you feel like you need to give attention to, uh, but you, you, you're too busy. You don't do it. But when you pray, you feel a satisfaction. Everything's covered. Now, we're going to do our natural part two. We're going to go out, and we're going to work, and we're going to, you know, do the things that we need to do naturally. But there is something about prayer that brings comfort and peace into situations where you know everything's working. You're just going to cover that in prayer. You're going to pray over it. You're going to pray over it. You're going to ask God to bless it. And you've been, you pray on it enough till you feel peace. And then you also step into it naturally, do the things you need there. But it just feels good to have all of your bases covered. Some things need prayer attention. But if you don't pray, you can't give them that prayer attention. But it, it's very, very comforting and soothing in your heart to know that you've got things covered. You're covering things properly in prayer. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Lord Jesus, we give you praise. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Thank you, Lord. The flesh is weak. The flesh is weak. There have been times where... I thought, I actually thought I need to stay in bed because I should get a little extra sleep. Yet I would wake up 
feeling good thinking I'm going to go pray but I would there's even been times I'd say well I've only had this I've only had a few hours of sleep I probably should get some sleep I'm just gonna get sleep get that extra sleep and wake up and feel exhausted and think now this doesn't make any sense that's because although I only had a few hours of sleep I woke up and felt like praying I should have gone and prayed but I I thought I yielded to the flesh to the flesh carnal mind even and thought well you know this doesn't make any sense I've only had three hours of sleep I, I'm, I'm just going to lay here and get more sleep I really need my sleep today lay there get that extra sleep four hours more or whatever wake up from that and then feel still feel tired what in the world is going on you didn't get the grace I know what that's like I've been through all of that I've been through all of that and th- those are things that you just learn as you navigate the walk of the Spirit and so you just really get to a point you're like I'm going to go with the Spirit I'm going to go with the Holy Spirit and I'm going to go with my Spirit because the Spirit of God lives in your Spirit so I'm going to follow my Spirit my Spirit wants God and if my Spirit has a hunger to pray at three in the morning and there's there's a grace to go I want to get up I'm going to go do that I'm going to go do that my soulish mind my carnal mind may not understand that but my mind is being it's being changed into the mind of Christ hallelujah and when you do that you yield to that leading the spirit you get grace you get grace and so maybe you get as much sleep as you thought but you're like why is it I can just keep on going grace well I, I, I didn't get that much sleep why do I still feel just like I could just keep on going grace but you'll never know if you yield to the flesh you'll never know that grace if you just yield to the flesh praise God praise God I'll tell you this sleep really does feel good when you pray well I, I tell you what there's just something about it even if it's not as much they the old timers actually called it sleeping fast maybe you didn't sleep nine hours maybe you slept seven excuse me maybe you slept five hours but you slept fast for five hours fast and solid and it's like condensed and it, the quality of it is better than nine hours glory to God but those are things that everybody everybody is different you have to find what works for you you have to find how you and the Holy Spirit work this but I would always encourage you to do this go with your spirit because your flesh is never going to be a champion for you to have a strong walk with God your flesh is never going to have a day when it says let's pray it will never ever happen but your flesh always want excuse me your spirit always wants to so be a person where your spirit is dominant okay your soul is uh, your mind is being renewed and your body your flesh is just brought along hallelujah glory to God glory to God these are things we're learning and I believe we're going to see great grace poured upon us I I know there's been people that have had uh, visions of the last days of ministers preaching nonstop ministry nonstop for uh, three days straight day and night just preaching so for 72 hours and in church revivals in past church history we have seen remarkable manifestations of the spirit where very similar things have happened but I believe I believe that what God has reserved for us really is going to be the climax of the ages we really are in the last days of the last days and there has been a lot of 
harvesting of the harvesters. There's a lot of teachers now in the body of Christ. There's a lot of people that know the Word now, unlike any other time in church history. So we're going to be ready to minister to those as these waves of salvation begin to come in. It's really going to start to happen on a much larger scale. And this is really a time to be prayerful and alert, and alert in prayer, where you're actually praying, not just sitting there kind of like, well, I'm here, but, you know, you're just totally out of it. No, we have to put good effort into our prayer time. Glory to the Lord. If you want to do well in class, if you want to be the A-plus student, if you want to have favor with the teacher, sit up front always. Sit up front, get there before class starts, be the last one out, take notes, be sharp. Don't ever fall asleep, especially when you're sitting on the front row. That's how you get the A-plus. That's how you get the high GPA. Okay, in your prayer time, come into your prayer time sharp, ready, you got sleep, whatever, you're alert. Glory to God. I was reading uh, St. Faustina's diary. She's known as the Apostle of Divine Mercy. Uh, mercy. And uh, she talked about the time she woke up very early to pray. She was so tired, <laughs> she could hardly focus. So she jumped into a hot, uh, excuse me, not hot, that wouldn't be good. She jumped into a cold uh, tub of water for two minutes. She said after two minutes she was so awake, she was, you know, just wired. So she jumped out of that, goes right into prayer. Uh, th these are people that just, they're, they're going to come into prayer giving God their best. So you really want to be alert in prayer. It's not just being there, you know, before the Lord. You want to be there before the Lord alert. You want to give God your best. Praise God. Fall, fall asleep while watching TV. If you're going to fall off and, and doze off on something, of course, don't do it ever when you're driving. Don't do it at work. But doze off, you know, while there's something on TV or something like that. But in prayer, pray and watch. In other words, pray and be alert. God wants you sharp in prayer. And that way you're, you're going to really begin to hear from the Lord. And you'll see that what you put into it, this great effort, you're going to see that you really will get a lot out of it. I'm telling you, God honors it. God sees it. And He'll bless you for it. Praise God. Father, let your people discover this grace in a very real way. Father, for anybody that has just allowed their flesh to really govern and it's even choked out their prayer life, Father, I pray, I pray that you would just strengthen them today. The day be a, a watershed moment. They say, no more. Spirit first, soul second, flesh, you're going to get in line. So, Father, we just thank you. Release that grace and that motivation to hear from you. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. It's not a question of whether or not if you do this, will you hear from God. If you do this, you will absolutely start hearing from the Lord. I mean, I'm talking on all different kind of channels and wavelengths. He speaks in many different ways. It doesn't have just to be a voice he, uh, or His voice. He speaks in many, many ways. You really will begin to hear from the Lord. And for those of you that this will be new for, uh, it's a lot of fun. It can be quite startling in a very surprisingly wonderful way. Get ready. It's going to be really, really good. And you just grow in this. You just grow in your walk with the Lord. 
Let's take communion together. Grab some unleavened bread. Grab some grape juice. Let's take communion. Heavenly Father, we bless the bread and the juice. We consecrate it. This is now the flesh and the blood of Jesus, our Savior. He said, eat my, he said, eat my flesh, drink my blood. So, Father, we do that. We thank you. We receive the body of Jesus, His nourishment, His devotional walk. Lord, we, we want to be like Your Son. We want to be just like Jesus. So, thank You, Father. Help us to be people of prayer. Thank You, Father God. Help us to be people of prayer. Thank You. We receive the body of Jesus. Let's partake together. Father, we thank You for the blood of Jesus that washes all of our sins away. Hallelujah. Glory. Father, I see that you're going to be revealing many surprises to your people. Many of you, the moment you jump into this within three days, you're going to catch revelations of God's destiny for you. You're going to catch glory moments where you see your future, and your future is amazing. You're going to see things within the next three days that God's going to show you that you're going to be stepping into. And this is why you've got to get plugged into the Lord. This is, this is uh, Canaan land, promised land time. This is the good stuff going on right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm telling you, God's talking. Get into the prayer closet with Him. Father, we receive the blood of Jesus by faith. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's drink the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. May the Lord Jesus make you a sign and a wonder. May the Lord Jesus make you a prophetic sign where people look at you and they look at you with so much of God on your life that they are puzzled and they want the Jesus that you have and the Jesus that you serve. May the witness of Christ be so strong on you that the glory of the Lord is so strong on you that you witness without even having to say something. Hallelujah. That your, your voice is just extra, but your life speaks as a living testimony that Christ is in you and that you are in Christ. Glory to God. Get tied into the Lord in prayer. You'll be so glad that you prayed. Hallelujah. Father, bless your people. We thank you. May our lives reflect the life of Christ, the principles, the practices, the devotional life of our Savior. Fill us with your wisdom. We give you praise. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for watching, my friends. I'll see you back next time. Have a great day.